ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار فيا عباد الله this life of ours when it comes to an end then all of us we will enter into the next existence and that is the life of the barzakh the barzakh which is the barrier between this world and the afterlife and in that barzakh there are many affairs that take place from amongst them is fitnatul qabr the trial of the grave and the trial of the grave is when the angels they come to an individual after he dies in the barzakh and they ask him those three questions they sit him up in his grave and they ask him the questions those questions are man rabbuka who is your lord وَمَا دِينُكَ and what is your religion وَمَن نَبِيُّكَ and who is your prophet this is known as fitnatu al-qabr the trial of the grave when the two angels munkar and nakir they come in their appearance of black and blue and they sit the person up and they question him and it makes no difference whether a person was actually buried in a grave or not even if a person was lost out at sea or was eaten by a predatory animal or was burnt alive it does not make a difference how a person died meaning it does not make a difference whether he was buried or not you will receive the trial of the grave 
in all circumstances as such. And so the believer will be able to answer those questions. But as for the disbelievers, then they will be in a state whereby they are unable to provide answers to the questions of the angels. So bear in mind the first question, Man Rabbuka, who is your Lord? So what do you say? Who is your Lord? Are you as a Muslim able to answer this question? Are you as a Muslim able to explain who your Lord is? Who you worship every day? Who you pray to? Who you make dua to? Then what do you know regarding your Lord? Do you know regarding the aspects of Tawheed? Regarding the Rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Regarding the Uluhiyyah? The worship and singling out Allah with all of our worship. Do you know regarding Al-Asma'u wa Sifat? The names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What do you know regarding your Lord? For indeed this will be from the questions you are asked after you die. Man Rabbuk, who is your Lord? So you must know as a Muslim details of who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, who you are worshipping, and you learn those details in Tawheed, learn those details from the names and attributes of Allah in every prayer when you read Al-Fatiha. And you say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. These are from the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are from the attributes that are derived from them too. When you say, Rabbil Alameen, that Allah is the Rabb of everything in creation. Then this indicates the rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He alone is the one deserving of the worship because He is the sole creator and provider and sustainer and the one who gives life and death and the one who disposes of all of the affairs. And you say, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Two of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indicating the great mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon his servants as a whole, even the kuffar, and then the specific mercy of Allah for the believers in the hereafter that Allah forgives them and enters them into paradise. So to have knowledge of who your Lord is, is something very important. If you are now asked this question, who is your Lord, and you cannot answer properly, 
and you have nothing to say properly, then this is a very bad state for a Muslim to be in. There will come a time when you are asked this question, who is your Lord? Then what will you do at that time? Bear this in mind now. Then there will be the question, And what is your religion? So what do you know of the details and the rulings of your religion? Of the ahkam and the arkan, the rulings and the pillars of Al-Islam? What do you know about the shahadatain? La ilaha illallah, Muhammad rasulullah the shahada that all of your religion is built upon. Do you know its meaning and its details and its understanding? The prayer, as-salah, do you know the rulings? Do you know exactly how to pray, when to pray? Do you know all of the fiqh? Are you praying properly in the proper times as you are supposed to every day? The zakat, do you know the rulings? and how much you need to give and when to give and what is obligatory upon you have you been doing that during your lives giving the zakat as is obligatory and the fasting the obligatory fasting of once a year in ramadan at least do you know all of the rulings and have you been doing it properly or have you been making mistakes because you never learned properly all of the rulings of fasting and then the hajj the great pillar of hajj then those who have performed it and those who have not then are you upon knowledge of how to perform that hajj properly these are all pillars of your religion pillars of al-islam we cannot be negligent of these things we cannot be ignorant of what our religion is you will be asked about your religion what is your religion what is this islam as the scholars they mentioned do not be muslim just by name do not be muslim just by name but be a muslim who understands his religion learns it and studies and gains knowledge so that he is upon islam properly as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam taught us. And the third question you will be asked is, who is your Prophet? Who is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam? What do you know about the final messenger? What do you know about his name, his lineage, about his tribe, about his history, the seerah? What do you know about his teachings? What do you know about the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Could you now tell us for 10 minutes or 20 minutes or half an hour, talk to us and tell us all about the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam? If we are in a state where we barely know anything about our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then what state are we in? Bear in mind these are the questions you will be asked. When a person dies in the barzakh, the fitnatul qabr occurs, the trial of the grave occurs, and you will be asked, Who is your Lord?
what is your religion and who is your prophet? Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een faya ibadallah this is not something to be negligent of or ignorant of. There will come a time where the angels will come to you and you will be faced with those questions. So now is the opportunity to learn the answers to them, to understand our religion and practice it properly. And that opportunity can only be taken through gaining knowledge you will not know who your Lord is and what your religion is and who your prophet is unless you gain knowledge of this religion. You gain knowledge of the Quran and the Sunnah. That is how you understand the answers to these questions. And that is why in the Quran and the Sunnah, we have been told so many times to gain knowledge of our religion not to just be Muslims by name, never ever learning anything about the Quran, never ever learning anything about the Sunnah, but that we learn and we understand, and then we can teach our children thereafter. We are encouraged many times in the Quran and the Sunnah to gain knowledge. In the hadith, the Prophet ﷺ told us, مَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ بِهِ خَيْرًا that whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants goodness for, يُفَقِّهُ فِي الدِّينِ Then Allah gives him knowledge and understanding of the religion. In the Qur'an, Allah even told us that the people of knowledge, they are superior to those who are ignorant. The ones who are jahil and they don't care and they don't learn, then they are not the same as the ones who care and they learn and they study. Are they equal, the ones who know and the ones who do not? Certainly they are not. The ones who have knowledge, they are the ones who are greater in their worship of Allah and they can worship more accurately and properly. But the ones who do not care, then they will only worship upon ignorance and they may make mistakes and errors often. Hence, it is important to make time to be learning our religion. The Prophet ﷺ also mentioned, مَنْ سَلَكَ طَرِيقًا يَلْتَمِسُ فِيهِ عِلْمًا سَهَّلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ بِهِ طَرِيقًا إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ That whomsoever treads upon a pathway seeking by it knowledge, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make that person's pathway to paradise easy. That person will be able to answer those questions in the grave easily. That person will find his path to paradise made easy. The one who learns and studies his religion and practices it. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us all like that. To be from the believers who strive and work hard in learning our religion, in studying it, in knowing properly the answers to who our Lord is, what our religion is, and who our Prophet is.